0: So I was trying to plug in the USB for the the, the two terabyte external hard drive that we use and I, I go to put it in and it, it, it doesn't fit. So I flip it over and I go to put it in and it doesn't fit and then I flip it back to, to the other way and then it fits right in no problem. Why is that? <laughs> like, why, why is That is the struggle of modern man.
1: Is No, that is just USB. That is 100% USB. I've done that countless times.
0: You have a 50/50 shot of getting this right. It's true. And then you fail twice.
1: And it always happens on like the third time, yeah. <laughs> on the third time. <laughs> I do it all the time. My car, for, my car more than anything is when I do it.
0: I wasn't sure whether it was just me, like whether it's yeah. like, all right, well, you, you just are, you no, are this No, it's a thing, dude. It's a thing. stupid. You're not alone. This is
1: how stupid you are. You're not alone.
0: It's, it, it's pretty much like like the equivalent of like, when you're in the dark and you're, and, and you're about to get, you're about to get down, and then you're like, mm. and then you, you just hear her go, wrong hole, wrong hole, wrong hole. <laughs> <laughs> 50-50 shot. Because it just, it, it doesn't fit right away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <it's- laughs> like, what's going on? Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. Welcome to Super Movie Brothers, I'm your host, Super Movie
1: Brother Dave I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay so
0: this is episode 230. Oh yeah. And we really don't have a whole lot to talk about. Again, I mean we, we do. We have a we have a metric fuck ton of shit to talk about when we get to news. But really, it's just another another relaxed fit episode. Another light episode. Me and Jay are just gonna go through what are you watching? And then we're gonna get into this week's episode news as long as a heavy
1: dose of it yeah a lot of interesting things a lot of heartbreaking things (laughs) yeah heartbreaking uh, for you and we'll we'll, we'll, yeah yeah
0: and we'll get into jay going through the kubler ross model for the five stages of grief as we get to that news story uh towards the end here but let's get everything started off with a healthy heaping dose of what are you watching what are you watching what are we watching Tried to watch some illegal channels. Always watching. No, no, no! Go past this, past this part. In fact, never play this again. All right, Jay, what'd you get down to watching this week?
1: I saw a couple things on Netflix. One uh, TV series that I actually finished, and also a new feature film. So the film I'll start with is a classic uh, gay story slash play from the 70s that was you know interpreted into a feature film called the boys in the band and it has a big ensemble cast with jim parsons zachary quinto matt boomer it's like one of those ryan murphy produced uh films and this one is centered around a friend's birthday party and it's hosted into inside of his you know new york loft and you know, a bunch of different guests come over and Jim, they're all friends. Jim
0: Parsons is the guy who's hosting it, right? Yes,
1: yes. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's definitely a intriguing idea and story. Um, I think as much as they tried to freshen it up for the modern era, unfortunately, it just didn't have the same kind of bite that I think and from what I heard from it, what it had in the 70s. And I don't know if that's just the acting and, and the way it was you know produced well i mean let's let's face it
0: a story in the 70s uh that is surrounding gay men and gay culture is mm -hmm. was completely taboo most people had never seen anything like that unless they were a part of the gay community and and and, or, or possibly into like the 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 indie uh you know off sure. broadway type yeah type underground shows. type yeah, things right. yeah it's it it's not something that that a lot of people would be familiar with but for uh, uh, you know for us living in the northeast of of the country and stuff like that um where it can be quite liberal at times it's it's almost it there's nothing taboo about it to to you or i
1: yeah and i think that's Coming from me, who's watched a heavy amount of you know gay culture type films, and you know I have family members and friends who are gay. Listen to to this guy; he watches he watches
0: Moonlight once, and all of a sudden he's 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 fucking (laughs) king of gay culture. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: But. I think the thing is I think it's essentially the way the script is written in the story itself because you know it does have a lot of fun with the, the characters and it's embellished and they you know they all know each other and they're catching up and they, they bust on each other's balls they do a little song and dance number for like you know two minutes and it's kind of fun and, and jovial and, and then you know it comes into like old stereotypes where that's not a
0: gay thing doing a song and dance number like i always <laughs> wanted like to just be like walking down the street and all of a sudden. Everybody just breaks out in, into into song and what? dance, and it's magically choreographed, even though we didn't plan any of this. And we all know the lyrics that I'm singing; like everyone knows them. I mean, like, that
1: is a thing, Dave. I I've mean, always you know, wanted they have to do that in, in cities. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I, mean I I don't, I don't, I don't think those are as popular as they used to be. The uh, where where what, what that was like co- what
1: seven years ago. That was a big thing. Yeah, I, I those forget. Pop-up I, forget things, I forget what uh, it was called. Uh, performance <laughs> arts. I know it was like a term. <laughs> Shit.
0: <laughs> There's an internet search for, but yeah, no, 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 no one's done it uh, in in a long time. Why can't I think of what that was called?
1: <laughs> Not anytime soon with COVID, that's for sure.
0: Right, right, yeah. I, I, I think I think this is just COVID brain, uh, s- s- sinking in here.
1: Yeah, this one, you know, I think more more or less it just falls into the traps of a silly game of you know drunkenly everyone has to you know call their deep down love. And admit it to them and they get point levels as far as like, if they make the phone call, if they actually talk to somebody, if they actually speak to the person they wanted to speak to, if they actually say it, and it just starts to, you know, simmer up all this heated history within all these friendships and, and also Former lovers, as well. So, flash you know, mob, it's, it's flash a mob,
0: flash mob, flash mob. Thank mob. you, Dave. Fl- Thank you, Dave. I, I, I can't believe it took me that long to think of it. That's right. That's, that's why I wasn't interrupting Jay for about two minutes was no, because I, I was just letting my brain. I knew re- I was
1: talking for way too long. I'm like, wait, a minute, what's going on here? Something's not right.
0: <laughs> I, I, I it's, it's, it's like when your computer stalls and you're just like, you know what, fuck it. And you hold down the power button and you just fucking reboot. That's what I had to do. <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: control alt delete
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, you bring up you bring up the Taskmaster on your on your windows and you're just like end task now <laughs> reboot all right anyway flash mob yeah um i've always wanted <laughs> i've always wanted life to be that way except instead of planned it just happens spontaneously mm. like every day is high school musical <laughs>
1: And you know ultimately, I think for for me, as much as I thought that these characters had a lot of potential to go somewhere with it didn't go anywhere, and I think the performances lacked the really the the, the levity that it should have gone to I, and I
0: like who's in like I, I saw the trailer for this. I, agree, I like who's I in. I like Jim, Jim I like Jim it, Parsons outside of, of uh I, Big Bang Theory. Uh, I've I, liked him in most I, everything he's done outside I, yeah, of Big Bang I, Theory. I
1: think it's just I think it felt too much like a play because it was all I'm telling you, it was ninety-five percent in this one loft. And it just I think it was the directing. I think it just it just didn't quite translate but do you the think way that maybe it should have.
0: It felt like a play because they were paying they were they were paying homage to a play. Yeah,
1: and that's fine. That that is fine. But when it's when when a director and editor achieves what they're supposed to do,
0: but you're not going to feel like, that kind of. I feel like I feel like it's like you, you dissing Hamilton. I feel like it's you dissing Hamilton for feeling like a Broadway production because it was. No, I, <laughs> you know I,
1: I, mean? I, I wasn't dissing it for that. I was dissing it because of I can't keep up with the the lyrics
0: Fair. Uh, well, and the style. Right. I, we, we, My we brain know, can't, can't. We know that can't you yeah, know. that kind of level of yeah. speed. <laughs> Give me give me information, but don't give it to me too fast. Jeez.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or else Jay's
0: gonna have to all control, delete, reboot. <laughs> yeah,
1: all too many times, way too many times. Yeah. All right,
0: so let me get into a Netflix thing that I was watching okay uh, but well before I, before we do that are you recommending The Boys Are Back in um, Town
1: I will give it a C plus uh, you know I, if you're interested you would know about this film and, and I you can give it a watch I feel, I, I feel like this I, is a Saturday
0: night watch for me and for me and for me and my yeah. wife not anytime soon because uh, Haunting of Bly Manor comes out this weekend so I'm probably not gonna be watching I'll be, I'll be binging Bly Manor for sure trying to find as many ghosts in the background as I possibly can
1: yeah I would say you know if you're interested watch it it's it's nothing to you know go out of your way to go see but it's it's certainly something to watch if you have nothing else to put on I yeah you're not gonna hurt you know complain about it
0: so i i mean i i did watch something netflix a netflix original uh the downside to it jay is that it was adam sandler based mm. yeah it was hubie's halloween and um i'm i'm, I'm not gonna lie I know I always rag. Is on. Is that Jay- the
1: water boy accent that he has in that no, or something?
0: No, it's something completely different, but just is as it? atrocious and awful and grating to your ears as the water boy. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, but no, it. so it, it follows Hubie, who I, I what I don't understand is like, is he supposed to be like on the spectrum? Like, I, I'm, I'm not sure but I will say this really you're not sure even after the film I know they they don't they don't play I mean people make fun of him and stuff like that but they don't play him being uh, quote unquote simple for grins you know what I mean like Mm. like they they don't they don't lower themselves to that level so there's a one up for for the movie I suppose Uh, it's somewhat progressive yeah where I feel like if this was made 20 years ago Adam Sandler would have went full retard you went full retard man Never go full return. <laughs> for retard, for, for lack of any other better term for it. But um, no, so it follows him, and every Halloween he goes out and he protects his town of Salem uh, against. You know, uh, ne'er-do-wells, I guess you would say. Uh, you know, he, he watches out for people and stuff like that. But this time around, there's dark forces at work. You know, a uh, a psychopath has escaped from from an insane asylum. Uh, another guy may or may not be turning into a werewolf. There is a scarecrow that has come to life and is killing people. So it's like all these horror movie tropes, like, all put in there. And Hubie is, is kind of haplessly going through... His his Halloween night and everything like that, but it is just so annoying and and it's it, it it comes from Adam Sandler like he's in it so much that it's annoying. Kevin James is annoying like they're they're playing these caricatures so over the top, but not not over the top enough where you would be like you know they're they're clearly doing this just for fun. It's it's truly just absolutely batshit bad. Yeah. I, I, I really could not stomach most of it. In fact, I was watching it just to see how bad it could possibly get. And there's definitely moments where, you know, you're just like, fuck, this is bad. And you'll see like a decent person in it, like Maya Rudolph. And I was like, why? Why did you lower yourself to be in this? Or uh, the mother uh, from she wants from to Mon- hang
1: out, smoke weed with the boys. <laughs> I know.
0: Or, or or the mother from um, Modern Family, uh, she was in it as well. And I was like, oh. why why are you here? She's cute. Like why are like why why are you lowering yourself to be here? Keenan Thompson, where it's like. You know, a lot of the modern SNL cast are in it, and I was just like, I expected better from you guys than to lower yourselves to to this. Uh, it's just it, it's I don't just, know what
1: it is with Sandler; he can he can pretty much bring in whoever the hell he wants on his films.
0: Yeah, you know, but it, it's it's not even worth one ounce of your time. I
1: look, I knew the fact that. You didn't hear or see a thing about this until like the day before the fucking release.
0: Not my choice (laughs) to put it on. Lauren put it on. I was just sitting in the living room doing research for this show and it was on. So I decided like, well, if it's on, Let's finish it out. Let's let's see how bad this gets, and let's let's talk about it on the show. Let's warn others and, not to waste their time.
1: Well, exactly, and also the fact that they even dropped this so early on in October, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's they it's, knew that this was a, like a, a quote unquote Halloween movie, but it's trash. So it's just, just get it out of the way early, so we we produce or drop or distribute whatever better Halloween. It's a D, mi- it's films a D closer to Halloween. Oh it's, wow, it's, it's that a, bad. Jeez. It's a demon. Okay. Yeah. Stay away, guys. Um,
0: but what, what what you know, what I would say is like if you want something that's like in this vein that does it right, that kind of like takes these Halloween horror tropes and, and plays them for fun and yeah. and it really has fun with it, go watch Trick or Treat. Mm. I absolutely yep. I absolutely love that. Just, you know, these horror stories that are vignettes that are all tied together in in small ways. Um and of course, little Sam. You know Sam Wayne, uh, Sam Hine, How, however mm-hmm. you say the old pagan ritual that Halloween is based off of. Uh, I always just call him Little Sam. He's this—he's this adorable like little, little little kid, and he's wearing his little—he's wearing his little one piece, his his little uh, his little onesie. He's got a burlap sack over his head, and he, ha- he he's just adorable until he starts murdering <laughs> Brian Cox at the end of the movie. So uh, definitely uh, check out Trick or Treat. Don't watch Hubie's Halloween. <laughs>
1: uh, all right, Dave. Well, I also uh, finally watched, I binged actually, Emily in Paris. Emily in Paris just came out last Friday. I saw it, finished it in probably two or three days. It's a uh, 30, ep- uh, 30 minute, 10 episode series that just came out i think it's doing really well probably have a season two at some point it's a mixture of like gossip girl and a hallmark movie (laughs) and it is straight up great little guilty pleasure type thing you're gonna watch and lily collins is a delight i'm telling you man I needed something like
0: you need movies to be in the theater, don't you? Because you're I you're, do? you're truly lowering yourself now. I know, but honestly,
1: I did have fun with it. I did, and, yeah. and you know, it was a nice little watch. And I have a a soft spot for this kind of high society fluff shit. Um and it's a good time, it, you know, follows this girl in Chicago. She works for a marketing company. and She goes out to Paris to give an American perspective for a big, high, bougie French fashion house. And uh, yeah, it's just, it, you know, in the shenanigans of Paris. And I've always loved France and the Paris and that whole Anytime idea Anytime someone mentions Chicago so. anymore,
0: I can't help but think of Jon Stewart's rant on the difference between New York style pizza and Chicago deep dish pizza. So let me explain something. Deep dish pizza is not only not better than New York pizza, it's not pizza. It's a casserole. I'm surprised you haven't thought to complete your deep dish pizza by putting some canned onion rings on top of it. It's a cornbread biscuit which you've melted cheese on, and then, in defiance of God and man and all things holy, you poured uncooked marinara sauce atop the cheese. Atop! (laughs) The cheese, on top! The sauce, naked, cold, on display like some sort of sauce (laughs) hoer. You know the expression? There's no such thing as bad sex or bad pizza. Your pizza is like sex with a corpse made of sandpaper. Let me tell you something. This is not pizza. This is tomato soup in a bread bowl. This is an above-ground marinara swimming pool for rats. (laughs) and then i mean (laughs) you could argue i mean you know uh all right jay i got down to watching uh another horror movie from shutter and this one is one that i highly recommend it is in the zombie genre however it does play with the genre just enough to make it fresh and interesting it's called blood quantum uh it's it's short it's only 98 minutes and it it follows a zombie outbreak uh but it's happening outside of a native american reserve in red crow Hmm. everybody is is susceptible to this disease however they find out that the inhabitants of of the reservation in red crow all of the native americans those with native american blood are immune to this zombie plague so it's extremely interesting because it it gets into it gets into obviously some some socioeconomic issues and some sociopolitical issues because in you know in our country in the united states we have not historically treated native americans very well at all and True. the so native american reservations are some of the poorest and destitute areas in our country to no fault to their inhabitants uh yeah at all you know it's just it's it's just how it's been you know how it's been done how how they're kept down by our system but i mean this is fucking bloody and horrific but at the same mm. time it's completely fresh and fun at times as well I, I really I don't I don't want to talk about it too much cuz I don't want to spoil some of the things from it but uh, Blood Quantum was you know not to be too cheesy a bloody good time. I think the only negative I really And you have, said
1: this is on Netflix as well?
0: No, this is on Shudder. So
1: oh I'm sorry shutter okay yeah so you're
0: going you would have to you would have to uh, subscribe to Shudder to get it, to to check it out or I believe you can rent it as well uh, through through any rental service you can probably rent it through Amazon Prime or you can rent it through your video on demand box for your cable or I'm sure you know Vudu or Movies Now you know wh- however Fandango now yeah. however you do it you can you could probably rent it and I think it's it's worth that it's worth you to rent it. I I had such a good time watching it. It's very rare that like a zombie movie can strike you in a way that that does something different than previous zombie films have. And it it like honestly I think the last movie that tried to like do something kind of risky with the genre I would say it was like The Dead Don't Die and obviously mm-hmm. me and you talked about that in our review for it where it's like it just it just didn't work like it i i think there was a better way to to bring jim jaramush's vision for what that film could have been out in a way that didn't make it so jim jaramush to to, to make the man his own verb uh where it was almost nonsensical and unwatchable uh but this it, on the other hand while it, it doesn't play up the comedy as much it certainly has uh, a lot to say about issues, but it, it it hides them within its own horror genre, and that's when horror is at its best. Yeah, you, you know, like a, a, a lot of people when they saw the thing, were just like, "Is this an allegory for the for the AIDS epidemic?" And it's like, "Yeah, yeah, it kind of is." <laughs> yeah, you know? it, it's it's when when your horror reflects society, and 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 kind of shines a light on it, but puts it through this filter of. Of horror it really does the genre justice but it really does the film justice as well so check out blood quantum man um, i cool solid on a minus I loved it a lot so that's gonna do it for what we've been watching this week me and Jay are gonna head over and we're gonna get into some news all right before Jay and I get into the rest of the news we have several trailers that we want to talk about in something that uh, I'm going to call a trailer park rapid fire. No let bring the drums in. Cut the beat and let the music play. No trailer park. Shout out to Dave and Jay. I don't serve, but there's a new wave. We've been on since God saved the right style. I don't want to flow until I know it has the bass drop. All right, first trailer on our list is. A movie that is made by Saban which uh, I find incredibly interesting you know you you think of Saban and you think of you think of Power Rangers and you you think of you know toy products and Sonic the Hedgehog which is also a Saban film but they've it looks like they're starting to branch out into obviously making films that are far beyond what you know any of that is and this film is called buddy games Oh, here we are! I bet this brings back some fond memories, huh? Last time I was here, I was getting wheeled out on a stretcher.
1: Not that memory. Throughout history, humans have had a primal instinct to compete. To dominate. And through these battles, an unexpected camaraderie was born.
0: This is a story about my group of friends. It has, I, I don't want to say a star-studded cast, but it's kind of like a who's who of B and C movies with yeah. Olivia Munn, Jensen Echols, Dak Shepard, Josh Duhamel, Kevin Dillon, Nick Swordson. Like, the, these are all...
1: The first directing effort by Josh Duhamel, by the way. Right.
0: These are all, they're not no names, but they're also not like... Name draws like they 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 don't draw you in to and- me
1: to me, it's a more interesting um take on a Sandler ensemble comedy. Film yeah yeah for it, me it,
0: watching this trailer reminded me a lot of tag and uh the, the the idea of it is every year these friends get together and they do the buddy games where they, they kind of compete against each other in 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 ridiculous contests and stuff like that and the one that comes out on top you know wins a prize or some shit this year the prize is a hundred and fifty thousand dollars and what we find is like the, the guys chugging laxative and finding out who's the first one who can Get a girl to buy them a drink before they shit themselves. Um, that's that's one of them. Another one is they they have stakes taped to their forehead, and a monitor lizard is released. And <laughs> I guess the loser is the one that gets bitten. Uh, I don't know. A hot dog eating contest. <laughs> we shall where, find out. <laughs> right, a hot dog eating contest where it looks like it's the. Uh, I'm gonna assume is is the quote unquote like token gay. Uh, friend who uh, is able to deep throw a corn dog uh, and, and I guess win that contest. But it, it just looks like a bunch of ridiculous fun. But when I was watching it, I, I worry when I watch something like this, where it's like, is that all the funny? Like, did you just show me all the funny in the trailer? Is, is, is that all you got? Because I worry about that because I felt like tag was good. It was pretty darn good. But a lot of the funny in that movie was in the trailer.
1: Yeah, possibly, possibly. Um, but I think there's so much shenanigans going on throughout this whole film from start to finish that I'm going to be entertained throughout. Some gags might hit harder than others, but I think I'm going to be entertained regardless. For the I, for whatever reason, this this fucking trailer worked for me. I think I'm going to be eating this up I'm, I'm, you know, a very, I want to say, a harsh critic of comedy because every brand of comedy is to each their own, but this one seems to kind of work on my, my stupid comedy type of level.
0: <laughs> so I don't know when this is coming out because it technically its release date was February tenth, twenty nineteen. <laughs> according to imdb um like i said it may have already gotten a small limited release however it's not available streaming anywhere right now you 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 can't rent it video on demand so i guess it's gonna kind of be like a wait and see thing um i'm not sure when when it will be coming but i'll definitely keep my eye out for it um because it it intrigues me a little bit but like i said i i kind of worry like with the cast and everything that it, 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 I just watched everything that was funny for it, and I'm not, I'm not really quite sure whether whether it's going to hold my attention for the entire 90 minute run or whether I'm going to get pretty bored with the shenanigans and these actors fairly quickly. Yeah, understandable. The next trailer, this is one that you've been all excited for because it was directed by David Fincher, and it follows the screenwriter of. Citizen Kane, Herman J. Mankiewicz, who is played by Gary Oldman, And, and, and it kind of chronicalizes sort of like the backstory of the creating of Citizen Kane, and it stars Lily Collins, Amanda Seyfried. Gary Oldman... And Sir Charles Dance I don't know if he's a sir But I'm gonna give it to him Because he was Tywin Lannister This is different This is about something
1: I've put up with your suicidal drinking Your compulsive gambling Your silly platonic affairs I, Yeah, this fucking film, man I mean, it's it's not what I expected It's it's very much a throwback Even f- the way it's filmed uh, To the old days You know, it's very nostalgic In that kind of regard it's, Yeah, it's, it's black it's, and white it's, it's
0: grainy Even like when the trailer but, was the, started yeah, like, th-
1: even the the, ca- the exposition, like the way it's the cinematography is done, like the way they shoot some footage, it's very very throwback. And um, I think the performances look all grand, and, and it looks a lot of uh, looks like a lot of fun, uh, especially with Amanda Seafried and, and and Gary Oldman's characters. I think they're gonna bring out said, a lot of charm. With the
0: with, with With you know when we talked about Oscar Isaac being cast uh, as in 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 the Godfather making of movie i don't care about how movies were made like i I'd, I'd watch a documentary about how a film was made before I'd watch a scripted story about but, how a film was made
1: but I think the the most interesting things about those things are the characters or the circumstances going on behind the scenes it's it, you got you got to take your mind out of the, the, the fact that it's a making of or it's a behind the scenes of this. It's not, it's really not the that's not really the main story. The real story is like
0: yeah. You know, is Minkiewicz, it's, right?
1: Yeah, it's 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 about this guy and 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 the other characters and the and the colors behind the scenes along with that uh, while making this ultimate classic um, when all th- all things were said and done. But you know, I was telling Dave I got to revisit this movie. It's one of those things that I've probably seen off and on. In passing, when I was younger, throughout my years, and I barely have any memory of it, so I I, I need to rewatch it. Every um, film
0: class I was ever in, Citizen Kane was like a of course, must watch. Of
1: course, of course, and and some people love it some people think it's a masterpiece and some people think it's overrated you know teach your own but of course i think you have to give it the respect that it deserves because at the time this was you know impeccable filmmaking
0: <laughs> yeah i mean it's on netflix so i'll probably check it out but and I'm on about HBO max as, as well yeah. I, I, i'm as excited for it as i was for the irishman you know what i mean where okay. it's like yeah you know i the Irishman, like I watched it, I knew it was good. It
1: definitely has that but kind I of summer
0: vibe. Yeah, yep. but I, but I didn't love it. All right, Jay, let's get into my favorite trailer. This one is it, it, so. This one stars Mel Gibson and one of my favorite actors, Walton Goggins. <laughs> and Walton Goggins plays a hitman who is hired by a little shitbag kid, a rich kid, to kill the fat man.
1: I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I've lost my influence. Maybe it's time I retired the coat. You still have it. Some kids with a deer rifle put two holes in the sleigh, one in me. All I have is a loathing for a world that's forgotten.
0: The United States military would like to procure your services. This is a one-time deal,
1: gentlemen. How are you, Mike? Nicole and the kids
0: are well, I hope. Where are you? Who is the fat man, Dave? Santa Claus. So, <laughs> Santa Claus is being played by Mel Gibson, and it, it's Santa Claus just kind of you know going on in years, and the world is a different place than it used to be, and he's mm-hmm. kind of lamenting how it used to be. Uh, you know, it kind of starts off, and he's talking about how how he was riding through on the sleigh, and someone took a shot at him as he's kind of like patching himself up, where he clearly was just shot by somebody. Uh, you know, it's it's clearly a despondent and a and and just. Just like an angry Santa Claus and Walton Goggins is is a hitman hired by this kid probably being paid millions of dollars to kill Santa Claus and Santa Claus is going to go toe to toe with Walton Goggins and it's such a ridiculous premise but just from the trailer it's taking its action so seriously like it you know what, what was the uh Bloodfather was the mm-hmm. was the one where where he played the uh where Mel Gibson played the father and with the yeah. estranged daughter and stuff like that Yeah the feel of it is like that and edge of darkness too i think right right it it it, it has a feel like that or the gringo you know uh where Mm. it's it it has like the that hard action edge to it where you can tell it's going to be that actually looked
1: like it kind of looks like quality too
0: (laughs) yeah right right which is kind of surprising you could have put liam neeson in this role and 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 called Mm -hmm. it something you know with with liam neeson taken for yeah. taking back the holidays, but if he <laughs> but if he grows out
1: a beard, you know he's going to look like Abe Lincoln, probably. <laughs> yeah, he would. He would.
0: But I mean, I was I was impressed with this trailer because I was like, it, it's such a ridiculous premise, but the comedy oh, yeah. of it is is it, that it's taking itself so seriously. Yeah,
1: I feel like this might have been like one of those blacklist scripts that you know we're on the fence to getting made, but like it's like, well, it's Bill Gibson. <laughs>
0: Right. And it's, and it's not too far away. It's coming out November 17th, 2020. Yeah. I don't know whether it's getting a theater release.
1: Oh, it I think, doesn't need one. It shouldn't just fucking put it out there. It'll, it'll get yeah, gangbusters.
0: Think, I think this is right at home on, on, on a streaming service or, or just getting pushed to video on demand. Uh, but I, I definitely look forward to this because it is fucking ridiculous. All right, Jay, our final trailer in this rapid fire is a new show from Robert Kirkman. Uh, Now, he's the creator of The Walking Dead. I mean, obviously, he is more known for the comic books that, that he has made and The Walking Dead. But one of the comic books that he made was called Invincible. Son, kids your age think they're invincible. That holds them back,
1: makes them careless. This is the beginning of a long journey for you, son. The thing is, you're different. You actually are.
0: And what Invincible follows is a young man named Mark Grayson. Which he Mark Grayson is the son of the world's greatest Superman, Omni Man, and he starts developing his powers, and he starts you know taking cues from from his father, and his father's kind of like training him, and we see that in this trailer, like you know his father who's played by J.K. Simmons, um, or is voiced by J.K. Simmons. This is an animated series, and yeah, you know, he, he's kind of telling him like teenagers think they're invincible, and they're they're kind of playing catch at like three thousand feet in the air and the the way they play catch is they're, they're they're floating in the air and they're standing back to back while well, floating back to back and the father throws the ball one way and the son catches it the other way because they're throwing the ball around the world like that's how powerful they are and like it, it's kind of telling them like the only difference between those teenagers who think they're invincible and you is that you are invincible, and Mark Grayson is played by Stephen Yeun. And this is one of those comic books. This is one of those indie comic books. Uh, I guess not indie. It was an Image comic book that I truly, I, I truly enjoyed. I, I mean, the, the earlier issues are definitely better than than later on. But it's an intriguing story because it, it like the boys. It's kind of like the dark side of superheroes. You know, maybe Omni Man. Uh-huh isn't quite who you think he is and maybe other superheroes quite, aren't quite what they what you think they are but Mark Grayson uh, who, who plays the titular character of Invincible takes up the mantle of Invincible to, to kind of fill the void left by his father after his father has disappeared and um, it's going to follow him and his trials and tribulations into becoming one of the world's greatest superheroes uh, it's a fantastic it's a fantastic comic book series if you like to read the comic book series before this show premieres um it looks like the show will be coming out sometime in 2021 but if you want to check out the comic book series i use an app called hoopla uh, it's H-O-O-P-L-A. Uh, and if as long as you have a library card, you can get comic books for free through there. All of Invincible is available through Hoopla uh, as long as your library carries it. So that's how I read the entire series. So if you want to check it out before the show comes out, by all means. I'm kind of happy that this is animated yeah. instead of live action because live action, first off, you you're, you're going to be hampered by... The fact that it's live action and a budget and, and those problems. There's a lot of fantastical things that would cost a metric fuck ton of money. Mm-hmm. You know, each each season would be, you know, the budget of two major summer blockbusters, essentially. So by doing this, they're not hampering the story at all by making it live action. They don't have to make any type of budget cuts or anything with it, but also it not being live action stops it from possibly being compared to something like the boys where the boys is such a monumental success. This I don't think would stand on its own next to the boys. If it was live action, you know what I mean? Like, people would always be comparing it to that making it an adult animated series you know kind of takes it out of that conversation a little bit
1: yeah and i think it has a lot of that great old school animated charm to it it has that flavor of like the classic 80s it or 90s if, type if,
0: it shows. feels like one of those '90s cartoons, like yeah. X Men, yeah. like like the, yeah. like the X Men animated series, or even uh, since it's adult themed, kind of like the Spawn animated series, which was on HBO, and I loved the Spawn animated series on HBO. I remember like when my parents had HBO uh, when I was young and stuff like that. Spawn would be on at like 30 at night, and I would just catch it, and I would just remember th- thinking like This is the coolest." fucking thing i could ever watch or like when uh when mtv used to do like the late night animated for those of you who don't know adult swim was you know pretty cool when we were all in college but uh mtv used to have a pretty decent like lineup of adult animated shows like eon flux obviously beavis and butthead and another one called the head where a dude had a massive head and an alien living inside of it they were ridiculous ridiculous but fun i remember watching stuff like that and feeling like i was the coolest eight-year-old in the world because i was sneaking around watching spawn and eon flux (laughs) but that's gonna do it for our trailer park rapid fire it's time to get into the news proper First news story. RJ, some time ago, you and I discussed Star Wars, The High Republic. Uh, This is the story for Star Wars that's going to be ongoing throughout its publication, imprints, uh, comic books, and and novels. But they just revealed The High Republic's opening crawl. Because, of course, what is Star Wars without an opening crawl? It's just Rogue One. (laughs) (laughs) So... Star Wars, the high Republic, the galaxy is at peace ruled by the glorious Republic and protected by the noble and wise Jedi Knights as a symbol of all that is good. The Republic is about to launch starlight beacon into the far reaches of the outer rim. This new space station will serve as a ray of hope for all to see, but just as a magnificent Renaissance spreads throughout the Republic, so does a frightening new adversary. Now the guardians of peace and justice must face a threat to themselves, the galaxy, and the Force itself. Oh, Maxi bit the Force. Well, that smells stinkin' with. Ellipses. Dot dot dot. <laughs> For those you don't know, dot 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 is an ellipses. But anyway, I previously had said I'm super not into the High Republic. Uh, I'm 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 not liking. The, the, the period of time that it's taking place in, 200 years before The Phantom Menace, this opening crawl did nothing to excite me for it either. <laughs> He's mm. I, yeah, I, that's I something don't that... Care.
1: do care. Do you think this was needed... Do you think this is just um, inevitable, or
0: I do think I do think it's important for them to make the print media mean something. Okay, you know what I mean for for their comic books to have to have meaning for their for their uh, for their novels to have meaning. And so much of I, I think the comic books have done a great job of of being well received. That you know the the Star Wars uh, comics that have been running in Marvel are all pretty damn good and but but they don't add too much to the star wars universe they just kind of play around in it and that's fine uh and, and at times they are meaningful stories and 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 it's value added to the star wars brand however i i've i've found in a lot of the novels that i've read it with that are taking place in in the new disney star wars universe are completely inconsequential to the greater story of star wars whatsoever they do their best to kind of like skirt around it to to make to, to skirt around the main story to make sure that it doesn't have too much of a major impact on what's going to happen. So I think it's important for them to kind of create their own story in the print media so that they can go as deep as they want to go. It's just for this high republic, I, I'm not sure if I'm, if I'm excited, if I'm not excited for it because I'm not crazy about the period of time or because I know not a whole lot about the villains. I, I know a lot about the villains are coming out of like the outer reaches of the galaxy. They're going to be kind of like pirates scoundrels uh, but there, there there's obviously some sort of dark force at work out there as well but it, 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 I, I think maybe making it so devoid from the rest of the Star Wars universe, has its own backfalls as well now obviously like some people we will recognize in this time like probably jedi master yoda being 200 being this 200 years before the phantom menace he's probably around he may not be a grand master but he's around so it's he's going to be recognizable but as far as like the greater story goes, it, it's just not doing it for me. I'm probably going to check out the first arc, the first couple issues of the comic book. And I I might read reviews on the first novel before before picking it up. But ultimately, I could care less
1: okay yeah i i think you're not alone i think you have a pretty good level sensibility to star wars and i think anymore you know, i do yeah I, I, yeah, yeah any, i do anymore any I, I do
0: <laughs> anymore any I, I i get it man i get it You know, i'm there with it all right next news story All right, Jay, there's a new Dr. Seuss film coming. It's being produced by JJ Abrams, and it's going to be based on the Dr. Seuss book, Oh, the Places You'll Go. Uh, Right? I mean, do you you care? Zero. Yeah, me either.
1: I mean, let's be honest. All right, first of all, you know, JJ is huge who the fuck knows what he's going to do with the story. This could just literally become a sci-fi movie, it could become just a regular blockbuster type film. It it probably will have no charm or real levity to his original story.
0: Right. I mean w- w- one of the things that like was was captivating about Oh the Places You'll Go is like the character in it was was you. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 about you, but like and it has a narrator, and also like other characters show up in it uh, from other Doctor Seuss, from other Doctor Seuss, you know, books. But let's face it, what we've gotten from Doctor Seuss so far has been Jim Carrey hamming it up while simultaneously being tortured by the makeup they had to put him through, and a truly awful Mike Myers outing that I'm pretty sure Mike Myers crawled under a rock after Cat in the Hat came out and was like, "Yeah, I'm not going to come out." unless it's for a Shrek, but I'm not coming out.
1: (laughs) Well, Uh, not with makeup.
0: I I just, I've never liked how they take a a Dr. Seuss book. That is 20 pages of big font and, you know, not a whole lot of words, like less than a thousand words. Yeah. My, my style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Jay's rating level. (laughs) And then they, they make it into a two hour long movie where it's like wouldn't it be better to kind of just like do these as as a serialized television series, right? Where it's like or or like even just like a short thing like here's here's this director's version of green eggs and ham and it's a half hour long. Well, that's my point.
1: I you know, I I just feel like this is not something that is going to warrant a JJ J. Abrams type of feature or Who knows? Is it a feature film or is it a series?
0: No, yeah, no. No, it's it's a feature film.
1: Yeah, so I'm not excited for this at all.
0: No, no, me either. But it's a thing that's happening and we're reporting it. Now we're done. (laughs) Next news story. RJ, there is a new Netflix series that's going to be coming out. And it is Resident Evil. A reboot. Of the Resident Evil origin story, so it's it's basically going to be a retelling of Resident Evil, but it's going to follow more closely to the games than the than the movies did. And we've got casting for it, so we know that Kaya Scodelara is going to be playing Claire Redfield, Hannah John Common is going to be playing Jill Valentine. I'm probably saying both those names wrong, but this one I know. Robbie Amell will be playing Chris Redfield and Robbie Amell. Um, he was just recently in the G movies that I reviewed a couple of weeks ago, The Babysitter uh, and The Babysitter, Killer Queen. And then it has Tom Hooper, who uh, you will recognize from Umbrella Academy yeah. as Space Boy. Uh, he'll be playing Albert Wesker. And Avon Hogia will be playing Leon S. Kennedy. So um, I, I got to say, I'm kind of excited because I've always liked Resident Evil. I've always been intrigued by it. I don't think this casting has me excited at all. I mean, in fact, the second I see Robbie Amell's name, I'm just like, this is a, this is a B to C level production, right? Like, I'm pretty sure Robbie Amell should probably be in Buddy Games. Like, he's that level. <laughs> he's that level of actor. But also, like, there is a cheese factor to the Resident Evil games as well as like the the movies and stuff. I mean, some of the dialogue in the games was just truly awful and atrocious. Jill, here's a lockpick. It might be handy if you, the master of unlocking, take it with you. But that's—it's also like adds to its charm. So I'm kind of interested to see, like, like how they balance the horror with the with with the cheese and 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 kind of bring this to life. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I I don't know when it's gonna be released. It's kind of like just been announced. So uh, my guess is probably within a year or two we would see we would see the the Netflix TV series of Resident Evil. Hmm. Interesting. Next news story. All right, Jay, Spider-Man three casting. It's getting real interesting oh, over yeah. there with Sony It's ramping up. First, first news story that we got came out like just after we recorded last week's episode. Jamie Foxx has been cast in Spider-Man three, uh, but not as a new character. He's coming back as Electro, which his, his Electro was not good. <laughs> I didn't like it, uh, at, at least at least the, the 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 version of of Electro that he was prior to becoming Electro. You know the the the, the bumbling, you know nerdy archetype that they made him. I, I hated that. However, Jamie Foxx has said, "Don't expect to see the same blue electric Electro that they had in the Amazing Spider-Man." 2. They're gonna
1: right the wrongs.
0: I I think that's exactly what they what what they plan on doing. I think now with 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 Feige on board as a producer and kind of like
1: yeah, I I really don't think they would have came back with him if they didn't have a really right. cool idea and look
0: right with with them kind of like ushering in you know with kevin feige kind of like ushering this in along uh, along with sony here and being brought on as a producer as part of their deal to continue to be able to use spider-man um i kind of have a little bit more faith in it that they're going to try to do something unique they're going to try to do something uh different with the spider-man with electro in spider-man but also kind of like an addendum news story we just learned that benedict gumberbatch Will also be in Sony's Spider-Man Three, and this time he's going to be playing the mentor role that previously Iron Man and Tony Stark had played, uh, and I guess to an extent, John Favreau's Happy Hogan also played for him in uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, but he is now going to be playing the mentor role. But what's interesting about knowing that Jamie Foxx will be playing Electro and that Benedict Cumberbatch will have Doctor Strange 2 and the Multiverse of Madness come out prior to Spider-Man 3 and then playing the mentor to Spider-Man. Doesn't it sound like maybe Spider-Man might be getting mentored in certain multiverse aspects of his character
1: possibly
0: that's what gets me excited yeah is dr strange going to be showing him the spider verse the multiverse that exists outside of there are we starting to blend it's going to be spider spider man into the spider verse into everything else but
1: i mean would you rather see this than say uh dr strange 2
0: no Really, um, I'm I'm excited for both equally for oh, for, for okay. what they're giving me. Okay. But I just find it amazing that like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse comes out two years ago, and it it's it's a sleeper hit. Like it comes out, and I I think people are pretty trepidatious about it. Although, you know. Not to toot our own horns too much, but boop, boop, we were all about that movie when we saw that trailer. Um, but anyway, it, that did gangbusters for for what it was, right? Uh, uh, an animated film that's kind of like not tied to anything else you know it's just a new spider-man story without peter parker uh in the lead role like sony was very that they played it right they were like you know we'll release it in the fall we're not really sure how it's gonna do blah 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 and it winds up being one of the best animated films in the past decade okay but it also added something to to the comic book film that nothing else has multiverses you know, previously studios had stayed away from such things, right? Like, you know, Warner Brothers was famous for canceling television products because they were using the Batman character and they didn't want confusion because so-and-so is playing Batman on TV, but we got so-and-so playing Batman in the movies. Uh, and, and and Warner Brothers was, was doing that a fair bit, but now studios are, are more open to this idea, uh, you know, of, of, going to space with their characters or taking their characters to alternate dimensions they're trusting their audience to to be able to enjoy this stuff and i think the success of into the spider-verse has something to do with that because now we're getting a flash film which is going to have multiple universes bleeding into each other we're we're, we're getting a, a multiverse of madness we're getting one division where there's multiple universes and then we're now we're getting a spider-man live action which is going to have multiple universes that's good You've taken your first step into a larger world. Yeah,
1: there's going to be a lot going on in the future and I think, you know, our podcast is like, going to be a like, lot more exciting in the future.
0: <laughs> I get this feel I get this feeling like you like you're actually a little bit worried about this type of stuff. Like, I'll, I'll be honest, there is a fine line. That's what I'm saying. A Nate, that's
1: what I'm saying. Like I I just I, I it's it's really hard for me to wrap my head around it because I know how hard it is to make movies and how hard it is to make simple stories work well as a film in general just let alone you know interesting complex type stuff that could easily just n- missed its mark and it's just going to be really hard to do and i understand the, the the want and the need and necessary to try to expand things but you just have to keep crossing your fingers I mean I, I guess like anything is something's gonna hit something's gonna miss but
0: right you, you but what I'm saying like you can jump the shark with these with these multiverse things like you can do it you know like it's possible to do it in a way that works fantastically for the audience or it's possible in a way that could absolutely confuse the ever-loving fucking shit out of their audience a, a, and make it not cohesive and not and not something that speaks to a main audience and so it's it's gonna be dicey but yeah I mean something tells me that they're, they're gonna to do it right at least these first couple times out but i think if we start getting too many of these multiverse stories it's it's going to be too easy to jump the shark okay next news story (laughs) really the final news story we have it's it's kind of blending a whole bunch of them together so first things first fast nine has been delayed to may of 2021 no time to die has been delayed to april 2nd 2021 There's been a string of COVID outbreaks during the production of Jurassic World Dominion, and that has now been pushed to a 2022 release. So Top Gun Maverick, Dune, Ghostbusters has still been pushed to March 5th of 2021. We know that we did the story on Black Widow getting pushed and all the MCU movies getting pushed back. And now we find out that Tenet has reached 45 million in domestic box office before the theaters are shutting down again. So, recent stock market projections showed that the theaters are doing abysmal since they're reopening. In fact, what we've learned now is that Cinemark is going to be closing all of their locations. And now uh, we've just learned that Regal Cinema will be closing 536 of its U.S. theaters. And they will also be closing just about all of their theaters in the U.K. as well, which is known as Cineworld over there. And the most recent news story that we heard from this is that AMC Theaters, one of the biggest theater chains here in the States, reportedly only has about six months of profits to work off of here if the theater chain's profits don't improve in the next six months they're all going to close amc
1: yeah it's 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 jarring it's shocking it's so saddening and it's just one of those things where it's just amazing to think about you know i do believe that this is not going to last forever though
0: first first off like you were you were originally shocked that like a AMC only had enough funding pretty much en- en- enough sure. uh you know, to pay the profits rent. right to 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 continue operating for only six months at this point where yeah I, I think you previously thought that they were doing much better than that but it really shows the decline of the theater experience over the past couple of years which goes all the way back to episode one of super movie bros where we talked about the decline of theaters and the rise sure. of of streaming and and, and video on demand sure. it, now what i find interesting is you know we're so close to these theater chains closing potentially forever do we see new theater chains coming in or or me and you talked about this several weeks ago where we talked about a supreme court ruling which was going to allow studios to now purchase stakes in theaters which previously that was banned back in the 1940s but now it's possible that a Warner Brothers can purchase a exactly. part of Cinemark, or, exactly. or purchase a part of Regal, exactly. or Disney can purchase a part of AMC, and possibly put some. Now, not to mention those studios are losing money as well as a result of this pandemic. Yeah, but guess so. what?
1: You can cut out the middleman. You can cut out the middleman, and that's the thing. It, you're you're going to take profits on both sides now.
0: Exactly, and so it's, it's possible that 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 is probably the best chance to save the theaters. Yes, is if the studios get behind them and, and put money into I them. I
1: do want to say that I do want them to make sure there's an agreement where, like, you know, you're not going to be over uh, marketing your own featured films over, say, you know, a Fox Searchlight film. You know, like, oh, uh, Focus Features over. You
0: mean a twenty? You mean a twentieth century? Searchlight film, right? <laughs> <laughs> I got to get used to that. Stop! Stop! He's already dead. Um, Fox is dead.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you. And uh, oh. so, like stuff like that. I, I just because there's not going to be that many chain owners, I believe. Right. Um, you know, I, I just want everything to kind of be fair like let's just come out as a community as a film community to try and just you know get the things in the theaters let us enjoy ourselves out in the theaters again and and have them shown you know, so we, we're we not stuck inside all the time watching from our TVs.
0: As much as I was excited for, you know, Batman coming out in 2020, uh, I'm sorry, in 2021, I'm okay with it being delayed until 2022 because I don't think it's the time to be going to the theaters. And I understand that like these theater chains are suffering and stuff like that. But as I said, like way back when, and I've always said, I'm okay with enjoying films from home. I, I, I do enjoy going to the theaters. However, I'm not. I'm not like you where I feel like everything needs to be enjoyed in the theater. And I, and I know you don't mean everything, but like that there's certain films uh, that can only be enjoyed I in mean, the theaters. But for me, like yeah. I enjoy a fair bit of movies at home and I far in, I far prefer that experience and I'm not lamenting the loss of theaters all that much. I embrace streaming. I embrace video on demand. I'm fine with it.
1: Yeah. I, I just prefer blockbuster movies in theaters I, I think I enjoy it a hell of a lot more. I do get a kick out of watching in Dolby and, and IMAX, and I do enjoy watching my indie films. See in, that 100 percent traditional old school old school film uh, projectors. You know, like I, I I do enjoy that kind of experience from time to time. And and to be honest, it's just a, it's just to get the hell out of the house, just to mix it up every t- every once in a while. And you know, I'm so used to going to the movie theaters by myself, and I understand I'm one of a kind. I, you know, most of the people listening for the majority probably are going to the movie theaters with somebody else, uh, yes. normal hours of the day, you know, blah, yes. blah, blah. Like I, I am, I don't buy concessions really. I go obscure hours during the day where there's practically nobody in the theater. And this is before COVID. Um, and, and I, I just like to like watch it when I can fit it into my schedule. But and, my favorite and part it. about
0: this is like, you're reading these stories, and, and, and in your mind, you're like, no way. No Correct. way or the theater's going to close. Correct. But flash, flash back in time to a time when I worked at Blockbuster, and, and yeah. I used to listen to like the Blockbuster bigwigs being like, look, we're going through a little rough patch. But we got some ideas to keep, to you know, to keep the blockbuster turning. And it's like, yeah. And and, and from like the minute I heard them like talk to us about like, yeah, don't worry. We're, we, we got ways to survive. Blockbuster is going to go on. It's going to do. It's going to do well. Like you guys will all still have jobs. It was like a couple months later that they're like, oh, right, your store's closing. Yeah. <laughs> your shit up. You're you're done. Here's your severance. Goodbye. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I I've yeah. I've actually been on the other end of this, like yeah. working for one of these chains that has like gone down. You know, I, I remember when Hollywood video closed and I, I went in there and I bought up a shit ton of movies for like a dollar. And like but I worked at Blockbuster at the time and like I I, I knew that like no matter what the big wigs over at blockbuster were saying we're closing like it's going to happen it may not be it may not be in a week it may not be in a month but in 2 years blockbuster will close and by that point it did and like I, I read stories like this and i was just like they've been limping along as it is for years the theater chains and this is just this is finally just just putting the champion horse out of its misery that like covid-19 is is the bullet that took out seattle Slough after she broke her fucking leg or if you're from philadelphia smarty jones <laughs> like everyone knows smarty jones one you know what triple crowd winner all that good stuff the eventually once once the horse is injured it, it doesn't go on and that's what's going on with the theaters now it, it, they're this is the final straw for them i think but, i think they're Dave, i think they're going the, the to a thing close is, and once, accepting it
1: once, thi- once things go back to normal people want to go back to the theaters again it's not like the theaters were were, were like a disaster I mean, you're still getting I mean, for Christ's sake, Lion King made one point six billion dollars. It did. And it wasn't even that good of a film. <laughs> I mean, you know, the box office is still there. It's definitely still there internationally. I mean, tenants still got like what three, four hundred million dollars internationally. But you, right now.
0: you gotta think that after after nine months of, of quarantine and, and, and people staying indoors and not having a theater experience, a lot of people are not going to go back
1: in 20 be in, a lot of no in twenty twenty one. You're correct, but in twenty twenty two,
0: there's just that's only if they can survive. I with I, minimal I, numbers I understand for, that. for two years. I
1: understand that, but the, my point is, okay, it's just, just going to turn over. Somebody else is going to buy it up. And gonna, Go and give through it a your shot.
0: stages of grief. You're in God, denial right gonna, now.
1: I'm, I'm not going to give up on this. I'm you're telling starting right to get now. angry.
0: I, you're <laughs> starting to get angry. So you're already going through <laughs> the second stage. Oh
1: God! It's the second stage.
0: Yeah. All right, yeah. Well. So so coming soon, you're going to start bargaining, <laughs> and 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 then by the time you hit depression, you're very close uh, to uh, acceptance. depression
1: so. will set in probably in you know February when they annou- right, they announce the sale and closure but what I'm of saying AMC is people.
0: People are now conditioned to not even people who who, who were people who oh, went I'm, every week to the movie theaters. They're conditioned to not be going to the movie theaters anymore, well, and to and I, to get their entertainment I elsewhere. I am, so even when they reopen, e- even even after this this I, I don't know this this magical cure that that for for corona that comes, you know, and 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 just lifts everybody's spirits and everyone's just like, oh, the world's gonna go back to normal. Oh, like they're, they're still they're still conditioned to not go to the theater. Theater. the
1: big draw for me is it's twenty dollars a month twenty dollars a month i can go anytime i want and see th- up to three movies a week that's well, yeah, that's well, not my now. deal
0: <laughs> well not now when the theater's closed. i'm not
1: spending 20 <laughs> no not, i don't want to spend 20 dollars a movie yeah you know that's a big difference for me
0: you know right. but you're you're one of the few people who who jumped in on on that on the amc you know i on an AMC A list, you know, and and that that was another tactic that AMC was using to to get profits in. It's a subscription service to go to the theaters, and that was a ploy to to make money.
1: Yeah, a desperate, a desperate ploy. Yeah, they were trying because they, right, they were
0: losing. because they were losing money. I understand.
1: I, I get it. I know, and I agree. And I and I I knew I was robbing them because I was. You know, I, I'm seeing up to twelve movies. A month you know right and and for
0: 21
1: yeah it's just unbelievable
0: <laughs> the fact is the theater experience is dying I I do lament the fact that the theater experience is dying I don't I don't I won't miss the theaters but I will and I will miss the experience however you know all this time I I've been embracing streaming and enjoying movies at home you know I've b- because I'm able to I've done things to, to give myself some of that theater experience here at home. Um, yeah. And, and, and I, I'm okay with it. You know, I'm okay with the theaters going away and I'm okay with a new model. What I wonder is all these movies that have been moved to 2021, late 2021, 2022, all that stuff. I, I don't think there's going to be a place for them to be in at that time. I think we're, we're, we're not too far away. We're a couple months away from Disney throwing its hands up and going, we're just putting Black Widow out when we can on streaming services. I'm, you know, I'm, you can rent it. I'm being serious.
1: Mm-hmm. I I do think that was not the right move on their behalf. I th- I think there's so the, market is, far back. the market is the market is going to be overblown with stuff.
0: It's in going to be. It's going to be completely saturated, and you're not going to know which way. Completely like, saturated. Everyone's going to have to get an A-list membership that's why, with well, AMC to, but, to, but to fucking go see all these But that's movies.
1: why I feel like sometimes – that's why I feel like, you know, okay, Mulan didn't do all that great – Mulan wasn't gonna do all that great regardless. Okay, let's just be honest. If you right, if, but Tenet but not there's doing not much going like,
0: on Tenant was going to do was gonna was probably going to do well. No, no, if, Dave if it but, wasn't but for the pandemic. But
1: that was a theatrical theatrical release. And I understand that, and that was early on, and I understand I didn't do too well in the States, but if you did A tenant day and day of release, if you actually released it in theaters along with video on demand, I guarantee you they would not be making the $45 million. They'd be making a lot
0: more than that domestically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they they definitely would have. And I think that's the new model. So I think that's the new model. Less theaters. I, I, I think you have to close. I, I like, I'm not saying like the theater experience is completely going away. There's still well, some yet. places that <laughs> there's still some places that offer a, a theater experience with something else. Like you have Alamo draft houses that are, that are bars. Sure. I mean, there, there's also video stores in some of them. Uh, and, and you can sit down, watch a movie and get a full restaurant quality meal while you're there. They are selling an experience more so than theater tickets. Yeah. And that's the way that I think for theaters to continue, they're going to have to do. They're going to have to do something Be creative, unique, yeah. where, right? Where they're selling an experience more so than just a, than than just a, a seat that has a hundred and ten thousand farts punched into it for you to sit in and watch a movie. Whereas the, you know, when I sit on my couch at home, it's only my hundred and ten thousand farts, not <laughs> a collective farts of the entire you know uh, geographical area surrounding me. <laughs> but I, I think that's the way to go. Like drive-in theaters, there's an experience that comes in with drive-in. Theaters, there's a nostalgia factor to it, and and drive-in theaters are currently doing better than a lot of other places because they're selling a different experience. There's new drive-in theaters opening when previously drive-in theaters have been closing all over the entire country for years. They've been going downhill. Yeah, there used to be there used to be three in our immediate area, yeah. and now there's there's none. There's Mahoning Valley, which is almost a two-hour drive for you and, and the, I to go to, and there's another the one Navy in New Jersey,
1: the Navy Yard in Philly. They're they're having
0: that right they just started doing that though so like uh, like that's the way theaters are going to continue from here on out is they're going to have to start selling you an experience something you can't get at home you can watch movies at home or you can watch movies in the theaters but in the in in the end you're sitting in a seat and you're watching a movie but if you're giving me an experience along with it you're giving me uh, you know, a decent meal, like, uh, or, or or you're giving me decent drinks, or you're giving me you're giving me something. Like, I I know a lot of the Alamo Draft Houses, they they don't just show movies that that are current. They also have throwback movies. You know, they also have 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 movies, and and a lot of times they have people hosting those movies. They have events at these movie theaters. When was the last time you had a, an event at? that that wasn't a fathom event at an AMC theater where you got to have a Q and A afterwards and stuff like that, where like real fans can come in and do, y- y- they weren't doing stuff like that, but other places were. And I think that's the way theaters are going to have to, to move on. It's going to be more of a novelty than it will be, you know, your, your same old, same old local theater.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. It's a good idea. It'll certainly be interesting the next couple of years. It's going to be, um, a wild 2021 and 2022, to be honest, um, it's gonna be tough
0: for us to do a show where we review new movies when every every studio is, and, and I say this, you know, take this with a grain of salt, but is essentially stringently holding on to their. Th- to their films where they're like well we're not going to put this out because we're not making money off of it and stuff like that it's like but there is money to be made off of it
1: I think I think they need to choose wisely I think I do believe that there may be some sneaky entries later on in the next few months just to just to get the you know the box office because there's nothing else to put out there even for video right. on demand or even for Oscars for Christ's sake. Because Oscars, you know, the deadline date is actually extended to like I think January or February.
0: Right. And um, they're now allowing a news story that I, I cut out of this is they're now allowing drive in box office sales, drive in theaters as counting for like your 2500 screens that you need to show on or whatever it was. Yeah, they have uh, to, to be you in the answer. Yeah. You know,
1: adapt or die.
0: Right, exactly. And that, and and that's and that's where the theaters are right now. Yes. What I just said. Yes. Adapt or die. Yep. And they're dying. And you know, I, I I think studios need to take that into account too. You need to adapt or die. These films that you're holding onto and and you Dave, think I think you're I gonna went through the, the back,
1: whole yeah. spectrum of, you know, grief. Yeah, there you go. I'm glad, in in yeah. I'm glad we can do that conversation. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, I can mean, do that.
1: Denial, anger, I, acceptance. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I really do think
0: that like, you know, Disney's sitting on its MCU films, put them out. I'm sorry. You're taking a loss on them. I get that. Yeah. But put them out because y- you don't know what the landscape's going to look like in the future. And I fully expect that, like, after the, the next string of theater shutdowns and stuff like that, when you look at how many theaters are left to put films what, into and get, a domestic off- box this, office, you're going to realize you're not making Dave, your money back anyway.
1: Dave, this is this is one of my biggest things. Winter is coming. Guess what? Everybody's doing in the winter fucking nothing they're staying inside you have all this opportunity to drop all this new content inside like this is Mm -hmm. when they should be unloading because when when the pandemic hit it was spring everything was adjusting in spring and then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden summer hit and then everyone's outside trying to get the fuck out of the house and now guess what all of a sudden everyone's gonna get shut in back inside again and what are you Mm -hmm. gonna do you're gonna watch tv and fucking movies of course right
0: we're so already conditioned to stay inside. We're already conditioned to do this. You know, it, I I think, I, like I said, I understand that they're not going to make the money that they thought they would make in the theaters. But
1: it is what it, it is.
0: Right. It is what it is. You have to roll with the, like, The studios it's have to roll with the punches the same way we all have been doing. And um I, I know there's also that thing where, obviously, like, AMC and Regal attempted to sue Universal over the release of Trolls 2 on Video On Demand instead of in the theaters and stuff like that. But I think, like, that that time has passed where you have to be afraid of things like that. And it's just, it's just time to accept that, the world has changed and this is the phrase i hate the most quote unquote the new normal mm-hmm. and we're conditioned to stay indoors we're conditioned to enjoy our media in our home in our living room with our loved ones and i you know i understand that that used to be you know four ticket sales for husband wife child maybe a dog i don't know if you put a vest on it and you're a Karen <laughs> and, and you can argue that this is my emotional support animal. It comes in anyway. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it used to be four ticket sales. Now it's one and you, and, but I would a hundred percent pay $30 to watch black widow tomorrow. I, I, I would pay the Disney, the Disney premiere access $30 to watch black widow tomorrow.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm struggling with that obviously. Um, yeah. That's hard for but, me to wrap my head around.
0: You know, I think that you know that for for big tent poles like that, you can get away with charging thirty dollars for for let's say a month to enjoy that film, and then you drop the price to nine ninety nine, then you drop it to five ninety nine, then you drop it to a dollar well, ninety nine. Okay, all right. So these, and then that, then that,
1: that's that's a separate conversation right there, Dave. If they had a separate, like you said, uh, Disney Plus premiere, and that they month, do,
0: they did it for Mulan.
1: No, okay, no. But if they had a separate premiere channel where that's where they unloaded all of their movie theatrical
0: releases
1: and it was a flat rate Monthly no. that was higher no, they, they it's not lose per money per movie,
0: but they no, like, charge thirty dollars so per instead movie. of That's say, way they're going to make their money of,
1: well, all
0: right, well I,
1: I'm That's just the I'm, way they're
0: going to make their money. It's thirty dollars per movie, okay. but if you do that exclusively for a month, there's a lot of people who are going to pay to have to, 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 to be to watch it day one that it's available for thirty dollars. I mean, shit, I did it for Mulan, and that movie sucked yeah, I would certainly do it for a film that I'm actually intrigued about for sure. Now, of course, i 'm in a different boat because I have to do it because I literally by doing the show, have to be part of the conversation right. I have no right. choice but to be part of the conversation unless I want to stop doing the show and stop making the show topical
1: right and and that's you know part of the things of why I it makes me angry because I know i'm going to have to pay that all that money when i've been so used to getting away with this a list. Uh, movie pass and 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 being able to watch a lot more films and luckily having something that's only 10 minutes away that actually shows a decent amount of indie films along with the blockbusters
0: so i think me and jay are just going to continue talking in circles from this point on Mm -hmm. so we're going to end the show here and we're going to encourage anybody To reach out to us on social media to continue this discussion on theater shutting down and the possibility of all of us just enjoying films from home, which I'm super excited for because I love nothing more than than popping my own popcorn or just sitting down with whatever the fucking snack I fucking want to snack on because I bought it from the grocery store, not paying $8.99 for a (laughs) fucking box of Crunch a Bunch. That's bullshit. Uh, Or peanut chews. Justin. Wink. You know, I love my peanut chews. I can get them for super cheap at the grocery store. Um, but you know, I, I I love doing that. So if you want to reach out to us uh, and and you want to talk about whether you're like Jay and you're still going through your Kubler Ross stages of grief here and 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 you're not sure how to feel, reach out to me on Twitter at Super Pod. I am on Twitter J
1: underscore SMB on Instagram super movie bros and on facebook super movie bros podcast
0: and of course me and jay each week uh we started doing pre-roll where me and jay just kind of chat for a little bit kind of get our juices flowing get used to talking to each other again because we generally stay quiet on each other for an entire week because it's all, it's all we're good for is uh <laughs> you know me me and jay don't get along for the most part yeah. only for about an hour or two right. so we we, we we have to get normal to talk to each other so we do a pre-roll uh i'm gonna start posting all of those onto patreon so i mean you you patreon listeners who are already not receiving the post those. roll
1: though everybody because that's a little too x-rated roll. yeah right right but no, the, the
0: pre-roll so i mean like i think like episode 229 was like it, that was a really fun pre-roll i think episode 230 it's just kind of like me and you talking about the show and like what we're going to be talking about and stuff yeah. like that a few funny moments but nothing too crazy honestly
1: but we're start we're not thinking about it being recorded I mean we know it's being recorded in the back right. of our heads but we're, so, we're not filtering our, our our words much at I'm all I'm going to
0: start throwing those out there every week onto Patreon so you're going to catch our pre-roll on there uh, but I, I, once a month me and Jay do do a Patreon exclusive episode so if you're yes. interested in more Super Movie Bros content head over to patreon.com slash Super Movie Bros Podcast and of course if you're enjoying the show please make sure that you leave us a follow- five-star review on itunes or the podcast listening app of your choice and we are part of a network we are part of the age of radio network so head over to ageofradio.org and check out all the great shows that are part of the network and they even have a they have a media player right there on the homepage. you can fucking scroll down you can find a brand new show
1: hell yeah
0: fucking in love with or you can just listen to super movie bros on there so i want to thank all of you guys for listening have a great one cheers cheers